Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Paxson for three! Yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! Let me step back and kiss myself! Oh my gosh, it's over! Windy City Assassin does it again! The Bulls are back on the court on Sunday after a few days off. It was a nice few days off of not having to worry about. Are they going to take one step forward, two steps back once again? Another slow start, but they overcame it again against Detroit. Big games coming up here this week. We're going to dive into those on today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Schultz, alongside my partner, former Bulls bench Bob member and Tennessee Vol C.J. Watson. C.J., good bounce back game here after the Phoenix game. Still some signs of some issues there, but all in all, I'm taking a win. Yeah, we'll take a win anytime we can get it. It's a good win, you know, try to keep it rolling and, you know, get more in a row. Yeah, and now no more of this win one, lose one, win one, lose right. one. Right, let's <laughs> put together a little bit of a streak here. It's going to be tough. We're, we're recording this before the Milwaukee game, which I'm not expecting to win because Alex Caruso is probably not going to play as of the time we record this. But who knows? We could come back here later in the week and things could be different. Before we get to anything else, though, I'm going to tell you about our great friends over at betonline.ag. The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling. College basketball is here as well. BetOnline remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, NHL are in full swing. NBA, college basketball in full swing as well. BetOnline is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to the bet online today, and remember, use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's B-L-E-A-V. Get that 50% bonus at bet online. It's where the game starts. Also, don't forget to buy our shirt, Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Dance, available exclusively at shop.believe.com. There's a lot of great stuff there to support these shows on the network. Get some Believe merch as well. The official shirt for our program, though, Jordan Pippen 98, the last dance shop. believe.com. The link's in my social media bios. The Bulls had a few days off to recover from that Phoenix game. Shouldn't have lost that game. It was a winnable game. They end up losing. Bounced back against the Pistons, a Pistons team who kind of boat raced them earlier in the year. Bulls got revenge. 119-108. They made 11 threes. They had the same amount of threes as Detroit. Detroit now 2-9 and nine on the year. Ouch. But all in all here, a little bit of a slow start. Once again, these slow starts are really, really getting annoying. Yeah, the slow starts have to stop. Uh, have to stop happening. Uh, I, I know they're probably comfortable being at home, but you know you can't give a, a young team like this confidence. You know, coming into your house, and not only them, they've done it to a lot of teams. Uh, they're giving them confidence that, that they can play and they can win on the road. So they got to stop that. But uh, like you said, all in all, a win is a win. We'll take it and uh, move on. Yeah, I keep. I'm gonna keep saying, this Pistons team's two and nine. That's a young scrappy team. Like they're gonna yeah. take. I would like to take you back as we jump in the Wayback Machine here to earlier mm-hmm. in the season. Let's go back to the third game of the year in Detroit, October 28th, 118-102. to The Pistons beat the Bulls. So this team is capable of getting hot and staying hot. Trailing 31-22 to after the first quarter wasn't great. That was not a great sign. 
Big second quarter, though, they kind of put their foot on the gas, didn't look back, and they didn't have Caruso. So they did this without their best defender, arguably their MVP this year. So I would say, yeah, look at the competition. Take the win and move on, but we do have to acknowledge the struggles here. Yeah, still some struggles that they haven't, you know, shored up. Uh, like you said, guarding the three-point line, um, getting holding one team to one one rebound, uh, one shot. Um, guards got to come in, back in, and rebound, get to the, the boxes and elbows. And I think uh, for me, that's just the biggest thing. Um, they definitely, like I said, a win is a win, but take it and move on. But definitely learn from the from the weaknesses of the game. The other thing is offensive rebounding. They allowed 16 offensive boards, which Detroit just didn't capitalize on. So you kind of got lucky there that they didn't yeah. capitalize on those because that can offensive boards can kill you because of those second chance opportunities and you got lucky. Yeah, yeah definitely got lucky. Like you said, uh, you know, just playing to a, a young team, a uh, team that's really not winning right now, but if you play, if you play that way against a good team or a playoff team or a contender, they'll definitely make you pay. So the bulls have to like figure that out, get that right. You know, and just, like I said, help Vooch on the rebounding and uh, guards got to come back in and help, help rebound and then you can get out and run. What you mean, like if you let, if you play a team like Milwaukee, like they're doing right, Monday yes. night, somebody, somebody like that, yeah, <laughs> somebody like that. You can't, like that is not. The, I, I say again, I don't want to take away from the fact that he wins a win. You're still you're four and six, take it and run. But yeah. you, this is not a competitive or this competitive. This is not a winning formula. What they what you got yeah. going here, like that. It's got to change. Yeah, definitely something has to change. I, I feel like it's the energy, um, the team chemistry is not there still. Um, but they, they got to figure that out. They got to figure out how they can play together, Zach, Fooch, and, and DeMar. And uh, for me right now, I just feel like they're taking taking turns, and you can't win, win games like that. You got to be cohesive, and everyone has to be free-flowing offense. With the chemistry being so bad, I'm still trying to figure out what the point of the trip to Nashville was. I'm going to keep saying <laughs> that. All the, They're going to bond. They're going to get closer. It's going to translate on the court. There's going to be so much chemistry. Yeah, that didn't happen. That's a lie. Like, I yeah. I don't have an answer. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't have an answer either. Hopefully, you know, we'll see it, you know, as the season goes along, hopefully. You know, obviously, it's a long season, but, you know, uh, just right now, we haven't been seeing that that team chemistry, that bonding, um, that uh, that hopefully that chemistry that will lead on from off the court to on the court. So, hopefully, it'll show up, you know, uh, games down the road. And I don't think it's a coincidence that it starts and ends with, the trio of Damar, Vooch, and Zach. I'm trying to avoid calling them a big three. On this roster, they're the big three, but I've seen yeah. people call them the mid three. I've seen that, so I'm trying to avoid like <laughs> big three, stuff like that. I've seen those jokes, but those are your top three guys. They're they're still not gelling in year three of this thing. So Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's I, definitely I tough because – yeah, definitely tough because by now you would think they would be gelling and trying to figure each other out. And you think it would happen each other. a year and a half ago? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, they definitely know their strengths and weaknesses of each other, how to play off one another. And like you said, uh, this is definitely probably maybe a mid three because the big three, they have superstars. And our three doesn't really have any superstars, but they're they're making the most money. They're going to take the brunt of the, 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 the success and failure. So they got to try and figure it out. Like I know Zach wants – I think Zach Levine is capable of being a superstar. I think he's yeah, got that sure. capability. And I think De I think DeMar, if you go back maybe five years ago, would be in that superstar conversation. He'd maybe on the tail end of that now with his age. Yeah. Vooch, not a, I don't I don't call him a superstar per se, but the guy's a walking double double. So yeah, yeah, for I, sure. I'll I'll take I'll take that. I'll take I'll right. take the production. But right. 
Zach should be your three point shooter of that group. Like that, the way that dynamic to me, and maybe this is just me being too narrow minded with them. I run it by you. Zach shouldn't be one for six from three. Zach's game should be the three point DeMar for the mid range and Vooch should be down low, getting the rebounds and getting the little hook shots or whatever like that in different phases, they can lead the charge, but that's not happening. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think Zach just takes too many bad shots. I think the shots that he does take, like threes, uh, he can get those anytime he wants. You know, he's that that good of a player. But uh, I feel like he's trying to get to the basket more, you know, get to the mid-range a little bit and let that open your three-point game. Because once you start hitting that mid-range and get into the basket, then they have to back up off you somehow. So uh, definitely have to, you know, just take better shots. And I feel like just for Zach. Yeah, that's been a problem with him for the last couple of years now is shot selection and whining at the officials. Not everything's a foul. Yeah. Like sometimes, yeah, the, sometimes he gets all ball, and you're not gonna you're not gonna get a call. That's every NBA player. I feel like even I used to complain and moan about calls, and you never know. You just keep complaining; they might call one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you never know if you keep working the refs. Like right. I, I guess you never know, but there are times in big moments where he's looking at the yeah. ref, and I'm sitting there going, "Get back, back. on defense!" Yeah. Like that. Sure. That's that's been a thing team wide, and that doesn't that's not just Zach. I mean, I've seen yeah. Lamar do that. Vooch has done that. I've seen some of the younger guys like Kobe and I, Io not so much, but like I've seen these guys look, keep looking at the ref when they're sprinting back on defense, like yeah. enough, enough putting your head down in that way. Get, get back, like stay aggressive and don't let the, don't let the game be decided by the referees. Yeah, for sure. Don't put the hands in the, the game with the hands in the ref. And uh, I definitely think a lot of players just complain about that. And like you said, you just got to get back and get back in uh, on defense because that, while you're back there complaining, people are out down there dribbling the ball down the court and trying to score. So uh, you're letting your team down, I feel like, in that in that sense. And especially as a team that doesn't shoot the three well, you have to play really good defense. If you're going to yeah. play this game of we're going to use the mid-range, we're going to go down low, we're going to penetrate the lane, you, yeah. <clears throat> you've got to play good defense to offset that. And being down at the other end doesn't help anything. Yeah, definitely not giving other team an easy, easy looking transition and and not getting back, getting your defense set at least, uh, give him a hard time to score. So I think that when he does that, uh, well, anybody does that, definitely give the offense an opportunity to score faster. You know, someone I want to talk about that had a good game against Detroit. Again, no Caruso. I would assume we had his best game of the year. 13 yeah. points, three assists, three steals. He was plus 19 off the bench, by far the best of the game. The fact that he did that when Caruso was out was huge because you're down your, arguably, again, arguably your MVP. We talked about that last week. I think Caruso's still the most important player on the roster. You're without him. Io steps up. I think the three steals is the biggest stat out of that because he was getting it done yeah. on both ends of the court. Now he just needs to do this when Caruso's out there too, and you've got yourself something really, really good with those two guys coming off the bench. Yeah, I think so. I think he's definitely still developing. I think uh, definitely, you know, had his best game, like you said. And uh, for me, the play of the night was when they got a defensive stop. They outlet it to Ayo. Ayo took one dribble and lobbed it up to Zach. I think they got to play like that. that they got to they got to play faster. They got to uh, hold one team, hold teams in one shot. And they if they can do that, then they can get get the rebound out and, and run and get in transition, which uh, they play to their strengths. And they're not really playing in transition at all. It's always a good sign when you got to lob to Zach. Like that yeah. is. Sure. That is, you need you need multi, you need that to happen multiple times a game for your energy yeah. factor. It also shows you're getting off on fast breaks. Like it turn that turn good defense into good offense. Like it's you, that's a thing. It's cliche. It's so much coach speak, but it's true. Like if you play yeah. good defense, you can translate it to good offense. For sure, yeah, and that's what they need. They need to get easy buckets in transition, especially when their offense is struggling, when they're taking long threes or 
long mid-range jumpers or, you know, contested jumpers, uh, let your defense, you know, lead to some easy baskets. That's going to help their offense. Your defensive rating is still solid. It's a matter of now getting the offense going. And I, this group, these three guys, it's it's not working. But the starting lineup, here's here's a fun stat line here. Torrey Craig jumped in the starting lineup. He's been in the starting lineup for Patrick Williams. He had three points against the Pistons. But he's still plus 12. You know why? Yeah. Pulled down 10 rebounds. Yeah. That's what you want. You want a guy who can come in. He's going to just be, he's not scoring. Guess what? He's going to beat you in other ways. You need, right. Everybody needs to have that mentality of guess what? If my shot's not there, we're going to beat you in different ways. And, not, and yeah. don't live and die by the three, which they yeah, don't do, I, but you get my I, point. <laughs> I think that's what the Bulls, uh, they really don't have an identity right now. You know, once they can find that identity, and uh, especially guys like Torrey Craig, when you insert him to the starting lineup, especially in that starting lineup, he doesn't really need to shoot the ball. He just needs to play defense, bring some good energy, rebound, you know, and just do what he does. And if he makes, gets an open three, open looks, try to knock him down. But I think that's definitely what why they plugged him in that starting lineup. Year three, no identity. Yeah, it's not good. Not good luck. No, this is not. This isn't good. I, I shouldn't be thinking about the trade deadline already. It just feels inevitable that unless you rattle off a streak of wins here, I mean, let's. I'm not standings watching. I'm not saying like the Bulls are currently the 12 seed. That's where they're going to be. No, this is just to put into perspective here. Like some of these teams, the Cavs are four and five this year. The Cavs are. That's a good team. It's just four and five to start the year. Toronto being four and five without Fred Van Vliet, I don't see that being sustainable in the long term. Like you need a right. guy who can come down and hit those threes. Brooklyn right. at five and five, that's a real that's a better team, I think, than it's getting credit mm-hmm. for. The Milwaukee Bucks are five and four going into Monday's game against the Bulls. The Bucks should be top three team in the East. Right. There's a lot, what I'm saying is there's a lot of season left. There's a lot yeah. of opportunities here to change that narrative. They've got to want it and they've got to want to do it fast. And I haven't seen yeah, that urgency yet. For sure. Yeah, definitely a lot of opportunities. Everyone's, I feel like, struggling. Milwaukee's up and down right now. A lot of teams in the East are up and down. If they can, like yeah. you said, run off some wins right now and take advantage of this opportunity and get some confidence going, get some momentum going and find their identity, then I think they can really, you know, make a push for the for the, uh, for the the playoffs. And we don't have to worry about Nick talking about the uh, the trade deadline. <laughs> I don't want to be talking. It's November. It's November. And I'm looking forward to the trade deadline. Like, this is not how this is supposed to go. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> a major market team should not be thinking about the trade deadline yet, but that's right. that's where we are. And if there's an opportunity to get this thing on track, it's now obviously, I don't it, without Caruso. If it, all, all things are tracking to Damian Lillard being back for the Bucks Monday night, obviously this podcast drops Tuesday morning. They're not beating the Bucks, so I'm already. If they beat them, it's an extra. It's an added bonus. I didn't think they beat the Suns. They took them to overtime. Like, yeah, you never know. But if there's a time to get on track, it's this next little stretch here because they've got back to or like not really back to backs. You got two straight games against Orlando, two straight games against Miami. All four of those are at home, so you're mm-hmm. not traveling for these. The only back to back in there is Friday, Saturday, Orlando, Miami, and one of those is the in season tournament. Like you've got a chance here. You're at home. You're not traveling. If you can get to let's for conversation purposes, let's say they lose to the Bucks. If you can get to seven and eight. If you can get to eight and yeah. seven, great. Seven yeah. and eight. I mean, I'll take that going into this brutal stretch they've got coming up afterward. Yeah, it's definitely going to be tough. But like you said, they can run off like five or six in a row and, uh, you know, definitely win that that playing tournament game. I think it'll give them a lot of momentum, a lot of confidence, and they just got to pick it up on the slow start, especially, you know, a lot of these games are going to 
going to be at home the next uh, four or five. Uh, if they can get off to fast starts and not give teams confidence, that's the biggest thing. Well, the fast starts are going to be important after this because you look beyond that this stretch I told you about with the Magic and the Heat. Here are their next games. At OKC, at Toronto, at Brooklyn, at Boston, home against Milwaukee, home against New Orleans, back to Milwaukee, home against Denver, two games at Miami, at Philadelphia versus the Lakers. Whew. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> that is that's a month. Tough. That's a month's worth of games right there. Yeah. And uh, if you start slow in any of those, yeah, you're not going to win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely can get ugly. And hopefully, you know, just stay healthy throughout those games. You know, hopefully get Crusoe yes. back and, you know, just get everyone back rolling and everybody playing well. Yeah, that's going to be paramount. Like, you can set the table here yeah. in this next week. But again, you've got to want it. And that's part of the problem with this team is you've got to want it. <laughs> and it just sometimes doesn't seem like they do with the way they start games. So I I don't know. They're, they're an enigma. I can't figure them out. I'm going to – I study journalism. I'm not one to figure that stuff out. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't figure it out either. And I was a player, so I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I like to leave the math equations to my brother. So I will, if they're a math problem, I got to send it to him. And I don't even know if he can figure this out. So right. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what else more needs to be said about this team other than make the most opportunities. But we are going to go around the league here a little bit as we usually do. Like we're trying trying to do more of that this year. Like that. Yeah. Same old, same old. You can only talk about that so much in two half hour podcasts. Like, right. So we're we're gonna run the league and talk about one of. I'm gonna go ahead and call them a surprise team, just because I didn't expect it to be like this. Did you think Philly rattled off eight wins in their first nine? And I say that after they they won eight in a row. Like, yeah, that's nuts. yeah. I, I definitely didn't didn't think that. I thought they would still be kind of like up and down with the James Harden trade and him wanting out and all that bad juju going on there. But they're playing well. They found their energy. They found obviously who their uh, MVP is, uh, Joel Embiid, and they're playing through Tyrus Maxey. And uh, he's playing well. He's uh, had 50 last night, and he's telling yeah. them that he probably wants to be a franchise player too. So mm-hmm. uh, I just think the core that they have is, is really well. That works well together with Joel Embiid. So I think they're definitely going to be a contender. Or they're showing everybody that they are a contender. They lost that first one to Milwaukee. They were 0-1 to start the year. They are now 8-1 and and firmly yeah. atop the East. Like that is – I it's not a stretch to call them a surprise team. Just we, I mean, we talked right big first show of the year. How are they going to handle – losing James Harden because he was such a yeah. key piece of what they do. Am I crazy to think they might have gotten better? Yeah, way better, I feel like. <laughs> I feel like, like I said, they're just playing way better, not watching one person dribble the ball or, or uh, you know, having all this attention on them. But uh, I think they're just focused on, on winning and playing, playing the game the right way. Yeah, you don't have that one guy where you're like, okay, you know the ball is in his hands. He's either going to take it. Or he's gonna do something crazy. Like now it's like <laughs> it's gonna be can is Maxi gonna beat you? Is yeah, MB yeah. gonna beat you? Don't forget Tobias Harris is still there too. And I yeah. I really like Nicholas Batum. I yeah, really I, I really he, like him. I liked him in LA. I like his fit out in Philly. And I don't think the factor of Patrick Beverly is lost on this team too. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, he brings that, you know, that definitely that intensity, that uh, that hunger, that grind. And he's definitely, you know, whatever team he's on, he's gonna bring it. He's gonna make everybody else bring it too. So I know that that's uh, always talked about on the locker room and in, in the huddles for sure. I'm just saying things were looking really good in Chicago when he was there. And Pat Bev effect. <laughs> it was it was the Pat Bev effect is real. Look at Philly. Look, I mean, you look at this team, you take out an MVP, a guy who has won an MVP, you take him out of that, and they've gotten better like you can't tell me he's not a little bit part of that like that is no one convinced me of that like i know you're on board with that 
But it's yeah, like yeah, for sure. if you're if anyone's out there trying to convince me that the that Patrick Beverly doesn't have an impact on that roster, you're out of your mind. Like that is a great situation. I think Nick Nurse is doing a heck of a job considering the situation yeah. right after he got there, the Harden stuff went down and he's handling it very, very well. I think he's a big part of this too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, they, they handled the adversity well. They they really didn't talk about the Harden stuff in the in the news of the paper that much. They just went about their business and that's what great teams do. And I think, uh, you know, come April, March or May, we're going to be talking about this team still and how well they're playing and had them having a shot to, to win a championship. So we talked about Philly's side of the James Harden experiment. The Clippers, they lost five straight games. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they are now three and six. So yes, if you're keeping score at home, the Bulls have a better record than the LA Clippers and the Clippers have Russ. They've got PG. They've got Kawhi. They've got James Harden and they're three and six. So yeah. let's look at, what they've got going on because I liken this to a great experiment with what they're doing with James Harden early results. Not good. Yeah, not good at all. I mean, I don't, I didn't really like this trade when it went down, but I definitely think uh, it's going to be, it's going to take them a while, maybe a month or two for them to be able to play cohesive. And then I also just know where each other likes the ball on the court, where they're going to be stuff like that. But I think they end up figuring out, but right now it doesn't look too well. Yeah, the I mean these games, these losses are you got the Lakers, the Knicks, the Nets, the Mavs, and the Grizzlies. And okay, the Lakers game they play at the same stadium, so I'm not going to count that as a road game. You've had three road games in there, like yeah, it's not. I I don't want to say it's been tough, it hasn't been easy. Like the Clippers should beat Brooklyn, I think. If, yeah. if you're looking at it on paper, they for sure, yeah. Beat Brooklyn, Dallas, yeah. Dallas looking good. Yeah, Dallas is looking good. I don't know how they're going to sustain that with Kyrie and uh and and Luca throughout the whole year. I think that it's going to be a heavy load on both of those two guys. But if they have two guys that can do it, they can do it. <laughs> they're high efficiency players and they're playing one on one all night. Uh, not really playing a lot of defense, but the games are exciting to watch. And those guys, those two guys, are put on the show. Hey man, if if you can keep if you can keep pace with a team, yeah. if you're not playing defense and you can keep pace with the other team, yeah. Okay, why not? I mean. It's not, <laughs> Is it sustainable? I don't know, but right. you know what? You can you're gonna win games by doing that. I mean, yeah, yeah for sure. Why do you, why do you think I want the Bulls to play better defense? Because they can't right. keep pace. <laughs> if there's one <laughs> thing we've learned about the Bulls, they can't play from behind. Yeah, yeah, for or sure. they can, and then they'll either run out of gas or the other team's gonna run out of gas. Like, yeah, it's but and going back to the Clippers here, there's no excuse to lose to Memphis. By the way, like that team this year, they're they're two and eight for a reason. Like that, yeah. Memphis yeah, is struggling, but they they're playing hard. They they're in LA. Oh, yeah. They want to play good, and they, they see the the celebrities on the sidelines, so they want to they want to play well. But uh, you can't take anybody lightly in the NBA, no matter what no. their record is. No, you say that all the time, and I, every time you say that, something happens, and I'm like, "Yep, okay, he was right." <laughs> like that, and that was one of those games, like in the so yeah. the Clippers, they can they can turn it around. They've got the pieces. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you got players like that. You got I mean, I, I rattled them off: Kawhi, PG, Harden, Russ. Like I, I think I missed there are a couple in there I missed, but those yeah. are your big ones. Like they've got they're talented enough players. They'll yeah. turn it around. It's a matter of I guess an if and when they do it. Yeah. More more when than if, but I think there's still an if they turn it around in there. I think so too. And I also think just who's gonna sacrifice who's gonna have to sacrifice the most and who's willing to give up the most to be able to, you know, have this team be successful because this is gonna there are four future Hall of Famers on this team and Everyone's not going to be able to shine bright every night, but, you know, 
uh, let's see who's going to be able to sacrifice and be better for the team and, you know, just take that take that role. And that's going to be on Ty Lue, too, to kind of draw things up and kind of yeah. get, those guys, get those guys to buy in. That's going to yeah. be Ty Lue's role in this whole thing is get those guys to buy into the fact that, okay, you're all – you all can be ball-dominant players. One right. of you has to not be ball-dominant. And right. that's, an, that's an adjustment, and that's going to show – what type of coach he is like yeah, yeah. has relationships with those players. That's going to shine through in a big way, either, either way, yeah. no matter what happens. Yeah. I think if, if there's a coach who can do it, I think he can, but definitely it's going to be hard. It's going to take time. And uh, it's just going to be an experiment. That's going to probably take the whole season. <laughs> yeah. And well, at three and six here, that's got to turn around quick. Cause yeah, it, yeah. Can get, it, it can get Somebody's away from get fired. <laughs> right. It, it can get away from you quick. And another team I didn't think would be struggling as much as it is Phoenix. Four and yeah. six record. Uh, they lost to who they lose to the Thunder the other day. Thunder are really good. Like that's yeah. a really really good team. We're gonna give them their flowers too. But let's start with the Suns because that should be three straight losses for Phoenix. But the Bulls in the clutch. That's all I have to say. Like, <laughs> Phoenix is that they need to write that ship fast because they've got an owner who's not afraid to make moves. Yeah, yeah, they got to figure it out and figure it out fast. Uh, I mean, I don't really like Bradley Beal playing the point guard position. I think that takes away from him scoring and, you know, doing what he's done his whole career, which is put the ball in the basket. Uh, but, you know, like I said, someone has to sacrifice for the betterment of the team. But I think once they get Devin Booker back, maybe we'll see things to start maybe changing and rolling and guys just being uh, more confident in their positions. I wondered about that when they put Bradley Beal at the one. When, yeah. when that happened, it just kind of – you kind of raise your eyebrows and you go, is that – you serious? Is yeah, that I mean, it, sound, it sounded good at the time. Then I see it. Then yeah. I'm like, God, it's not really working. <laughs> right. right. Like you, you'd think it's like, okay, yeah, I guess. Cause you got KD, you'll, you'll have D book. Like yeah. you can, you can make it work. Right. <laughs> well, it, one of those things I, the way I said it was, you can make it work with a question mark at the end of it. Right. Like you, yeah, yeah. you can, will right. you? Yeah. Can you? <laughs> Is it going to work? <laughs> right. Right. And if there's one thing about Frank Vogel, he's going to try new things. Like yeah, yeah. it's that's what he that's what he's gonna do. He's gonna mix and match. Yeah. It's just yeah, I don't I don't know about that. That's a different yeah. type of roster question than the Clippers yeah. have. Yeah, I think so too. Like I said, they just gotta find who's gonna, like I said, be that kind of facilitator. That's what they need. All those guys are used to putting the ball in the basket and uh, and making plays for themselves and others. And it's kinda hard when you gotta make a play for for someone else and you're not getting the ball back as a scorer. So it's definitely different. Like Bradley Beal, I think of him as a scorer. D book, yeah. obviously. Yeah. KD, one of the best to ever do it. You've got those, but the problem is if you want to move Bradley Beal out of the one, if you go get a point guard or if you get someone to play the point guard, yeah. What do you do? Do you play D book at the three? I wouldn't play D book at the three. I think you got to keep him at the two. Bradley Beal doesn't play the three. So now you got yourself right. wondering what are you gonna do with these guys? Yeah, it's just a whole bunch of, you know, I'm glad I'm not the front office or the GM or a coach, so I'm glad I'm just watching. <laughs> right, right. It, it, it's fun to talk about because you're sitting there going, right. okay, so it's kind of like there's there was a, a movie called Mr. Destiny, and it has a, it's a Jim Belushi, it's got Michael Caine, it's fantastic. And he goes through the chain of events. It's yeah. like, okay, you can do this, but if you do something here, does it go here, does it go here? And that's kind of like me looking at the, the situation. Okay, you can go here, you can go here, you can go here. Or no, that's gonna go here. No, that's gonna go well. Like it's yeah. it's total mix and match. Yeah, and they gotta they gotta figure it out though. Hopefully, a lot of questions, yeah. and I don't think it's questions in a bad way. It's just you got a lot to figure out with the roster makeup. Like you took, yeah, yeah. You took some big swings here, and I I respect it. But yeah. now 
it's on it's on Frank. Like there's a lot of really good coaching jobs that need to be done here across the league. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how they play out. Like I said, maybe come December, January, see where these teams uh, stand. You know, looking back today and uh, see if they figured it out or if they didn't. <laughs> and one of the better coaching jobs is in OKC because how about the Thunder? Yeah, six and four well. is not gonna jump off the page, but that's still a really good team. And I, and we said at the beginning of the year, that group is going to be really fun when it's when it comes together. Yeah, they got a couple great players, but mainly, you know, Alexander's playing, you know, all NBA type how about, basketball. How about Shay? Yeah, Shay's Shay's killing it. Um, and uh, like I said, they're, they're, the whole roster is is young, is hungry, and they they they're scrappy. They want to play. They want to fight. And uh, they've already had some big time wins already on the road. When you're when you're a young team like that, and you can win on the road and and beat good teams, I, I think that's a sign of success right there and growth. Absolutely. And I want to say Dana was one of the one of, if not the favorite to win coach of the year at one point, trying to find that over here, here to NBA coach of the year over at bet online. Uh, Mark Dana right now is the second favorite twin coach of the year behind Ime Udoka, which I would take Dana right now over Ime. But yeah. I, again, it's 10 games. Then this is not right. Yeah. There, you can't, <laughs> I, I say, I'm looking forward to looking to the trade deadline already. Like they're, you're right. going to learn a lot. These next two months are huge. Like obviously Houston six and three. Cool. That's, yeah. Great considering where they were, but last year, yeah, I think OKC that's a that's a fun group that's they're getting better and better, and that's scary for the rest of the league. Yeah, yeah, very scary. Chet Holmgren's coming along, you know, uh, just got to bulk up a little bit, but he's he's playing at least. And that's, that's, that's all you want. By Andre Drummond, right? Yeah, <laughs> Matt sure, played, he'll, never, he'll never live that down. <laughs> poor, poor Chet, man, like he's yeah. gonna have this fantastic year, he's gonna be in conversation for rookie of the year. And yet he's going to be known as the guy who got crossed up by Andre Drummond. Like that yeah, is just absolutely that is his brutal. welcome to the league moment for sure. <laughs> that, <laughs> I don't think you can find a better welcome to the league moment than that. All right. <laughs> I mean, I love Chet. I really do. And that's why I'm laughing so much about it is because I absolutely, I loved him at Gonzaga. I thought he'd translate well to the league again. He's got to bulk up. We knew that coming yeah. in and he already has, like he's starting. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just, that play is going to be one of those. He He's going to win, like, let's say he wins two MVPs sometime. And I'll be like, do you remember when Andre Drummond broke his ankles? Like, yeah, he's just going to laugh. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's, it's going to make him better. That's what makes it so yeah. good. It's like it's good. He's he's coming along well. That entire roster is coming along. And that's, that's a team I'm going to be watching all year just to kind of see, okay, where are they going? Where can right. they go? And I think yeah. they've got a really high ceiling. I think they got a high floor, too. Like, that's going to be yeah. a scary team come playoff time. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, but, but they're playing like this throughout the whole season. They're gonna they're gonna upset somebody in the playoffs. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And again, they just it, they're getting they're getting better and better each week. And that's yeah, yeah. If they stay on that trend, maybe make a move at the trade deadline if they can. Like, watch out. That's yeah. that's a special special group down there. For sure. But, you yeah. Know, we talked more around the NBA than we did with the Bulls, but again, only one game. We're not gonna. There's not too much we can get into. We're gonna have a lot of games to talk about over the next couple of weeks here because you've got a stretch. It's an opportunity. You got the bucks Monday night. That's obviously this podcast drops Tuesday. That game's already over by the time you're listening. If you're joining us, we are grateful that you joined us here Four straight home games coming up. One of which is the end season tournament. It's going to be an interesting stretch. Another one where we're going to learn quite a bit about this team. All in all, it could be worse in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> it could be where it probably should be worse, but you know what you it's the old bill Parcells thing. You are what your record says you are. You're four and six. If you can get to around 500 heading into this tough month of games, you're going to be 
okay, I'll say. Yeah, I think that's all they want right now is just to, to be okay. Obviously, you want to continue to get better and better, but just try to be consistent, you know, try to keep winning, uh, try to work on your flaws and, and make them better and make them shirts. Consistency is going to be key. And I yeah. prefer consistency in a good way. Like, yeah, don't, yeah. don't be consistent the wrong way because that, mm-hmm. that spells danger. Will Robinson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to go ahead and tie a bow on today's episode of Believe in Bulls. You're on the Believe Network presented by BetOnline.ag. Use that promo code BLEAV, 50% welcome bonus from our friends at BetOnline. Also buy our shirt. Jordan Pippen, 98, the last stand at shop.belief.com. CJ, this was another fun show. Good chance to go around the league a little bit, kind of see what other teams are doing. And, you know, this is going to be an interesting show coming up later in the week to assess where things are heading into this tough stretch. Yeah, it's definitely going to be fun. Hopefully the Bulls can get a couple wins in a row and just keep it moving. The expectations are not high. Just get to 500. It's yeah, it's just, just win, baby. 500 means you're average. <laughs> I'll take average right. at this point. Like I'm, right. that's how that's how how bad I am. Okay, I'll take average. <laughs> right, <laughs> average is all I ask for. We'll see everyone back here on Friday. Enjoy the week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.